Surprise. No one ever knows what a day will bring. Is that the truth? Uh, as many of you know, we've been keeping track and watch over uh, Pastor Bob's mom as she's been placed on hospice due to that fall that she had about three weeks ago, I think. She was out shopping at 101 and a half on her walker, a closing electronic door, fractured multiple uh, parts of her body. And uh, she was offered physical therapy and other remedies, and she said, no, I'm going to go home to my house where I'm living, and I, I'm ready to go to be with the Lord. So there's been a, a watch on her as um, her health has been, there, people are trying to help and give her what she needs. But anyway, yesterday, uh, Bob felt that it was time for him to fly to Michigan and be with her as she might really be at the end. So we booked the flight. And we got an Uber, an Uber ride, uh, which is a, a story in itself for people my age. But we did it, and he got there last night about 10 o'clock, and um, his mom was sleeping. She did not wake up, but he spoke with her, held her hand, stood there with her for a while, sat there for a while. And this morning, she woke up, listening to Perry Como. And uh, so he's, uh, he's on the watch right now with her. Brother Ron went, went off to church where he plays. And um, as a result of that, uh, words come to my mind from the former, our former pastor, George Landis. You have to be ready to preach, pray, or die at a moment's notice. So here I am, the substitute, and all I say is, uh, after my years of substitute teaching, some, sometimes that was my job. Be kind. They used to declare all-out war on me. So I'm, I'm trusting it's going to be good. Okay, so um, changing pace a little bit, I was wondering how everyone made out this week with our nation's love holiday, Valentine's Day. Um, I don't know if you celebrated or not, I hope you were able to tell someone you love them or hear those words. I still like sending cards, uh, giving little gifts to various family members. And this year, I was able to get a small chocolate heart. Uh, my granddaughters are looking at me because I lost them. I lost the hearts. Not the other gifts, but I lost the hearts. But I got one for Robert. I figured it's never, he's, he's on a, strict milk diet right now, but I hope at some point he'll be able to appreciate the gift from his grandma and grand grandson. And uh, didn't want to leave him out, even though he's little. But his birth sparked some thoughts to me this morning about the seasons of our lives. As we read about in Ecclesiastes 3, and I'd like you to read along with me as we consider this scripture this morning, Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 8. Oh, great. To everything there is a season and a time to every person, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time that most people hope to live through. Not everybody does, but when there's a birth, we hope that you will live through the stages of the life's 
I looked it up in Google. It goes from infancy, which is about up to one year. And then toddlers get the, class, the next classification from one to five years of age. Then childhood, you're a child if you're age three to 11 years old. And then middle childhood from nine to 11 years old, adolescence or teenage from 12 to 18 years old, junior church students this morning, where are you in that list of uh, categories? I know we have some, <laughs> we have some middle childhood students. We have uh, tweens. I think they call some of you tweens. And then, of course, comes adulthood, from young adults to middle age, then senior citizens ranging from 60 to 65. That's where you start, somewhere in there. And you can go all the way on up to 100 plus, depending on the length of your lifespan. So back to junior church students. Um, in your stage of the lifespan, what do you think about? What are some of your thoughts? I'm wondering how they compare to people here that are older. What do you think about? Do you think? Um, some of my experiences with my grandchildren and some of my students through the years, <laughs> some of them think very deeply, but sometimes not so much. But basically, you are just getting started, really. In terms of planning your future work, I think we could have seen that in verse 6 there, a time to get. Okay, usually getting is based on your future work. Maybe building a home, verse 3 and verse 5. You might want to do that someday. You'll need some kind of shelter. Um, maybe you'll be thinking about building a family or a savings account. Maybe loving a spouse. If that's in your future, a friend maybe you'll, you'll be loving sometimes in the future, other family members. Quite don't know how that's all going to work out, but it could be a season or a time in your life, and many of us are in those times in different ways. But in verse 2 of the scripture, we also have to reckon with the fact that there's a time to die. Whether your name is Andy Gregorio or Eric Kurzenberger, or Jean DeSalvio, and uh, we've lost people that we love, um, and that can be hard. That can be a very hard season. And yet, the death of a loved one can also yield things like gratitude for the relief from suffering. I remember when my dad had his brain cancer at age 51. I said this recently to some people. He was a robust healthy man, and he went to an emaciated man who couldn't eat anymore. And when he passed, there was some relief in that because it's hard to see people live like that. Sometimes um, we can get humor from somebody's death. Betty told us a funny story yesterday about Eric and part of his career as a, a truck driver pulling into a way station maybe and telling the attendant that he even in traits that are remembered from our departed loved ones. Yesterday was the anniversary of Rush Limbaugh's death, for those of you who know him. And there were some of his staff reminiscing about his life. 
his fearless willingness to take on taboo topics and boldly and insightfully express his opinion about them, his extreme generosity, whether you liked him or hated him, he was a very generous man, and he didn't want people to know about it. He told the recipients of many of his gifts, don't tell anybody. And they talked about the love of, of the work he did. He loved his work. What a blessing in your season of work life that you would love your work. Verse 1 talks about a season and a time to every person, purpose or reason for the events listed in this passage of scripture. Do we always understand those reasons? For example, the purpose of a time for healing. What's to understand about that? If we're sick or injured or afflicted and we, we experience healing, thank you, God, how I appreciate that. Verse 3, a time for planting and plucking up. We need that. We need to have farmers and people who will provide food, plant it at the right time, in the right season, and then gather it. And I don't even want to talk to you about my experience with that. Thank God America is not depending on my garden, but I know there are many who, who do very well with that. I won't mention any names, but um, we don't have to understand the reason for that season. Um, but when it comes to verse 6, Losing someone, something, or in verse 8, it talks about war in our scripture. That can be much harder to understand, much, much harder. I was talking to one person I know recently, and they were sharing about the difficulty of a major life challenge they were going through. And the, the experience was made even harder as feelings of being so alone sometimes set in. So you have the difficulty in your life, and then it makes you feel isolated, and like maybe other people don't know or understand. That's a hard place to be. But when God is present in our lives, despite how we may feel at times, we are never truly alone. He's there, and his word is filled with promises that offer help, 28 through 30. He invites us, come, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's for our grievers this morning. We have uh, multiple grievers here today. Uh, people, loved ones that we've lost in this church family, in your family. We don't have to go through it alone. Now, naturally, we like the good stuff in the seasons of our life, right? But... When we do come to the hard times, and it's right there in Scripture, it will, they will come. They will come to us, different ways, different times, but they will, they will come. Well, one great tool that I've learned from Scripture, one great tool for coping is to learn to trust and to trust in God. And he teaches us in, that, in his word that he loves us. How great is that? That he died to save us from our sins and that we can receive him as our savior. John 3:16 tells a story for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you have this trust in God, it will temper, affect and help in every season you go through in your life. Now some of the Bible 
is simple to understand. A child can receive that salvation message. How many testimonies have we gotten of young children who've been led to the Lord by their mom or their dad or Sunday school teacher? Some of it's so simple. And some of it will have a hard time, some of the Bible will have a hard time understanding with these present days, as long as we live. Mentioned in John 3.16, that's a different kind of time. It's God's version of time. And I was struck by reading our daily bread this week uh, where they cited Psalm 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Get your mind wrapped around that. I challenge you, everlasting to everlasting, that's our God. He was there before, he'll be there in the future. And a little, just a little bit of different uh, contrast to the seasons and times of our life, which have a finiteness to them, a beginning and an end through Jesus Christ. Everything beautiful in his time. What? I mean, you could say amen to that. You could witness to that. There's some things he has made beautiful in his time. Some things right now are not beautiful for some people. That's what he said. He's going to make it beautiful. So that's another thing to trust in. If you're grieving this morning, missing the loss or anticipating the loss of somebody that you love, God promises that he will make it beautiful And he will do it in his time because he's good and he's loving and he's merciful and he's faithful and he is able. And, you know, we get caught up in today. Sometimes I say, you know, you hear that saying one day at a time. Sometimes I say, please, I just need to get through this next hour. You know, things are getting a little tough and tight. Um, But... We have to remind ourselves to go to the book, to the Bible, and read it so that we can be enriched and filled with God's presence. And um, I wanted to play a song for you in closing. I should say, have our technology folks play a song because there are some people who are longing to get to that other side. Those of you who are grieving for lost loved ones, And sometimes I wonder, you know, if we can step out for a moment from, I have to do this, and I got that appointment, and think about where we're going, where we're going. So if we can hear this song, you might want to listen, you might want to sing it, but I just wanted to close with Sweet Beulah Land, if you will. (sighs) Dear precious Lord, how great you are how you provide for us in all the seasons of our lives, whether our end is near, whether our young or your young ones, Lord, somewhere in the middle. We thank you for who you are, what you do, what you give, the way you love us, Lord. Just bless us now as we go and help us share the blessing of you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.